Welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. hear the sounds of the jungle. I'm curious to know how loud it is. And at some point you might hear a very loud lizard or gecko. I apologize in advance. Sometimes I like to think of it as just taking you on the journey with me, wherever you are, listening in whatever country. Maybe even you can close your eyes and transport yourself to a beautiful Balinese paradise with luscious rice fields and palm trees. Mm. So tonight, I wanted to share a little bit on the topic of open relating from my perspective. What I believe to be true based upon my own experiences, what I feel as I move in the world of relating, how I got here, why did I choose to embark on the path of open relating. And what comes up for me as I go along this journey because I don't always share you know my vulnerabilities although my partner is helping me (laughs) share more of those feel more of those express more of those and I feel that there is a lot of beautiful information out there And I also feel that maybe there's not a lot of depth often shared in the world of open relating, but more facts. This is how you do it. This is how you don't. This is why we should. This is why we shouldn't. Whatever the story is. So first I'd like to share a little bit of my background. I was in a monogamous relationship for about three and a half years. So sorry. The dogs have decided to join us this evening. Hopefully that dog's okay. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on this podcast. Neither do I. <laughs> okay, anyway. So I was in a monogamous relationship for about three and a half years. This was my last like significant relationship. And of course, I had you know, always known the structure of monogamy. I didn't know anything different. I was programmed and conditioned that men were supposed to show up in my life this way. They were supposed to have these qualities. They were supposed to hold these roles. 
and um, I believed it because I didn't know anything else. And unfortunately, you know, when I looked at the success rate of the majority of my family and their marriages and the traditional roles, uh, it wasn't very successful, <laughs> let's just say, <laughs> on my mother's side of the family and even my father's side of the family. Not that there weren't successful marriages, um, but then again, what defines success? Is, this, is success staying with someone for 50 years and your sex life sucks and you're just really showing up because it's what's comfortable and what's normal and what you've done forever? Is it, you know, that you guys are best friends and you've gone through hard times and you've gone through easy times and you continue to to move through it all together is success you know having two and a half kids 2.5 kids and uh you know having a lovely home and you know what is success I don't know it depends on who's defining it but um many divorces on on you know different sides of the family and but I didn't know you know I didn't know any better so I'm in this relationship and I loved this man dearly. He was one of my best friends. And our relationship was, uh, I don't want to say toxic, but in a lot of ways it was. We lived in San Diego, and it's a very high drinking culture there. So we spent a lot of nights out at the bars. And, yeah, you know, it was jealousy. There was a lot of jealousy. That jealousy turned into controlling. That controlling turned into stories around how I was um, not going to be faithful. And this was a theme. I had seen this theme play out actually with the partner before him and the partner after him. There was this theme of men feeling like they had ex-partners who cheated on them. And so therefore, I was going to cheat on them. I was going to leave them. And it was a constant story of me needing to prove myself, me needing to tell them that I was with them and I only wanted to be with them and that if, you know, that they need to trust me. And, um, you know, I was always constantly having to defend myself in these relationships. And it was really, um, yeah, it was really hard on my spirit. It was really hard on my soul. And when I ended the, the long-term relationship, um, I made a vow to myself. And it was that I never wanted to be controlled by a, by a person again. I allowed that controlling. If there's any controlling, any manipulation, any, anything that goes on in a relationship, it's, it's never the person. We are the allowers that allow it to happen. Even abuse, we allow it to happen. It happens once, we stay with them, and then they continue to learn that it's okay and they can do it again. So I was fully aware that I allowed this relationship um, to, to control me in a lot of ways. He tried to, many of the men tried to make sure that I didn't have any other guy friends. If I did, it became a lot of drama. So it was just easier for me not to um, connect to other men because there was going to be issues and going to be problems. And this left me feeling like I had to hide myself. Like there were parts of myself that weren't free that, you know, I was like starting to question myself, like, is it things that I'm doing in order to make these men feel these way? 
that I'm not trustworthy or that I don't love them, you know. And ultimately, when I got out of the second relationship, it was a shorter relationship because I realized these patterns and habits after the long-term relationship. And I was like, I can't do this. I love you and I love myself more. I will not be in a relationship where you're constantly trying to control me because of your insecurities. I mean, the, the, the second guy was even trying to control what I wore um, because other guys found me attractive and that threatened him. So long story short, after you know these, this pattern that I saw myself in of these men who seemingly were very confident and were actually quite insecure. I went on a two-year journey. This journey was an external journey. I traveled around the world, um, living in different countries throughout Southeast Asia, India, Vietnam, Thailand, and ending up in Nicaragua after spending a little bit of time in Guatemala. And on this journey, it was truly about coming deep into my soul's alignment, my truth, my truth in the way that I show up in the world, my truth in how I live my life, my truth in relationships. And of course, this was when I also stumbled upon um, desiring to study the roots of Tantra. And so that the beginning of the first year, I made a vow to myself that I would never be controlled again, that I believed in open love, and I didn't quite know what that meant. But what I knew is that I don't ever want to be controlled or to control or to covet anyone's love. Nor do I want that for myself. That I believe in soul connections. I believe in trust in my own ability, in my own judgment. And if I have a deep, deep soul connection with somebody as I'm a traveler and I have, I'm open to many experiences and I meet many beautiful souls on this path, that if I have a soul connection with someone, I never want to feel that I can't follow that connection because of some story or commitment that I've made to someone who, who isn't present. Realizing that, you know, the story of hurt is only the story of the ego's idea of what's okay and what's not okay. Not that it doesn't hurt. Not that, you know, like when, which I'll get to that later. I'll speak into that in a little bit. So anyways, on this journey, um, I started, once I made this commitment of I believe in open love, don't know what that means, but I know that I believe it and I know when I'll find it. I started meeting souls and we would have these conversations about, you know, what does relationship look like to you? What does it mean? Of course, we're travelers, so it's a lot easier, let's say, um, to, to let go of the stories of forever or attachment or routine or building a life together because we're oftentimes from different countries, we have different lives, etc. So anyways, um, I was meeting men who we would have these conversations with and I told them that it didn't make sense to be in you know, a monogamous relationship or traveling. Like I love spending time with you. I love being in this connection with you. It's deep. And also, if you're going to, I don't have expectations on where this is going to go. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not open to it developing. And also, I don't ever want to control you. I never want to, you know, tell you that you can't be or connect with someone. And if you really want that, then, and it feels aligned with your soul, then by all means, I would never want to hold you back from having a life-changing experience. 
So I connected with a beautiful soul, um, and this is where I really got to finally meet someone who could practice Tantra with me, because at this point I had only been doing my own self-work. It was a beautiful relationship. I was actually thinking today in the kitchen about the ritual that I performed with him, not even knowing about rituals, not even ever reading this anywhere, but just really looking at the challenge when there's a lot of expectation, a lot of buildup before sex, there can also be a lot of pressure, especially for the men. I mean, women, it's there too, but like, you know, if, if we don't get wet or whatever the issue or the challenge is, like, put some coconut oil on it. Like, you know, if a man doesn't get hard, like, that's, it's much more of a, of a challenge to overcome or if a man you know comes too fast it's like it's a lot it's there's a lot more pressure I feel in sexuality when it comes to 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 men and so looking at this challenge and there had been a lot of build-up I said how can I create an experience that would alleviate this um yeah this pressure that this person might be feeling how can I be as open and receptive to whatever he wants without him feeling like there's pressure to need to do anything or go anywhere and so anyways we ended up having this amazing ritual as I was just diving into my curiosity and my creativity which I realized I will hold at the next uh, tantric temple because I think it's really beautiful and from there um, you know we traveled for a while together several months and then we parted ways and we said hey we're still in relationship and you're leaving going back to the U.S. I'm staying traveling like who knows where life will take us you know I'd love to stay connected so we stayed connected and you know I was feeling so full wasn't expecting any other men to come around and lo and behold another beautiful amazing divine soul came into my life who also had practiced tantra and at this point was when I really started realizing like um, how deeply I could love how deeply I could rise in love and give myself to someone if I felt that there was a full soul alignment and how even if I was giving myself to the person, it didn't take away from the love or the experience that I felt from the other person I was also deeply in love with. And before I met this second man, um, I had a beautiful like kind of menage a trois living experience with um, the first man and another beautiful soul that I had connected to earlier and we were two of us um, living in uh, two, three of us I guess two of them and one of me living in this big house and I remember feeling so loved by both of them and at this point I wasn't having sex with either of them but I had sexual relations with them in different ways um, both prior and during that experience and it was so liberating and healing for me to be in this house where these brothers are like seeing each other as brothers there's no competition there's no ego there's support there's love there's tenderness there's kindness there's compassion both for me and for each other which was just unbelievable at that point in my journey I couldn't believe it was happening so fast forward to the second beautiful tantric lover that I met we had an amazing romance. He's still dear in my heart. I actually just spoke to him the other day. And um, I realized that my love, just because I'm having a deep experience with someone and it's rich and it's juicy and it's fulfilling, doesn't mean that it takes away from the other relationship that I have with the other person. 
In fact, if anything, it deepens it because how I experience myself through one person is going to be completely different as to how I experience myself with another. And neither is better or worse. Neither is less or more. They are completely different. With one of the men, I could have really, really deep spiritual um, just connection without even little words. It was like I felt him and I saw him so deeply and I could feel his soul and his tenderness of his heart. And with the other, it was like the inner cheetah within me just awoken, my animal. He, our sexual chemistry was just phenomenal. And we had a beautiful romance and the way he cared for me, the way he took care of me um, was just absolutely unlike anything that I could have ever experienced, I had ever experienced at that point. He was French and uh, the culture is different there than American. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like the French. Um, and so, yeah, it was such a beautiful experience for me. So having these experiences, these deep, rich, soul-relating, expansive experiences where each relationship I was in, I grew, I developed, I became uh, more aware of who I was and how I wanted to move in the world knowing that these souls are just reflections of me, I began to really realize that this style of open relating um, was something that I was committed to. And in the Bay, you know, I had been introduced to polyamory. I was very big in the acro yoga community. I was introduced to polyamory. I dated a few men who were polyamorous. And I never really identified with the polyamory community. Um... I have my own stories around it. I feel that I, first of all, don't ever want to really be labeled. Like it's labeling is a very challenging thing for me because I know that the moment that I try to put a label on anything, whether it's an emotion or what I do as my career or the workshop I'm going to lead or the relationship style, it always is evolving and chances are it will evolve. And the moment you try to name something or claim something or put a box around it, you take away from the expansive potential that it can be. So I continued on my journey and just continued to say that I believe in open love. I believe in soulships, <laughs> not relationships, but really like soulships where I meet the divine and others. And through that experience, I can, can move and grow and expand and I expand and they will expand and we'll expand together until there becomes a time where our expansion moves in different directions and we may no longer be on the same path in the same way that we were. So, you know, this led me to a year of um, feeling so full by the divine masculine um, relationship-wise, but not sexually. Like, there was interesting things playing out in my field and... Long story short, that was because I was on this path until I met someone who could meet me. I met multiple men who I had great chemistry with, but our life paths were very different. 
I met multiple men who there was great sexual attraction, but the integrity piece wasn't there on, you know, how we show up in the world. Um, I met men who I was just incredibly, like, they're brothers to me, um, but for whatever reason, the, the sexual chemistry wasn't there. So I also met men who wanted, ev- the things were there and they could line up, but when I would share my philosophy of believing in open love, um, they weren't available to meet me in that way. And I knew deep down that I didn't want to relate in any other way. So I continued on my journey, and um, eventually I met someone who, strangely enough, had the same philosophy of me. Only the difference is is that um, he had a bit more of a story around it because he had been doing it with a partner for about two and a half years. And his story was, um, you know, I don't believe in labels. And my, you know, my rules are no rules, <laughs> no agreements, no labels. So I'm in, in an open relationship with this person. And I never thought about it in those ways. No rules, no agreements, no labels. I just thought of it as open love. Um, and I leaned in. And now this person and I are uh, in this relationship field, sharing our truths, our stories, our challenges. This person is Sprout, as many of you may know, and you've listened to him on the podcast. And one of the things that is so powerful about this relationship is that, first of all, it's rooted in complete trust. If I don't have any labels, if you're not my primary, if you're not my boyfriend, you're a partner, you're a partner of mine, but you're not my partner. You're a lover, you're a friend, you're a soul brother. You're someone who I relate deeply with. And ultimately, you're not mine. If I have no label on you or, or I, I have no claim on you, you're able to connect with whoever you want as freely as you want. What I really am leaning into is complete trust. Complete trust in you, the individual, whoever I choose to relate with, that you are in integrity, that you are in alignment, that you will speak your truth, that you will speak your desires. And also that I am in alignment and choosing to relate and connect with people who are of a similar frequency, who can hold themselves in integrity and be honest about their desires, their expectations. And by being in this space, having no rules, well, essentially you can go out and fuck anyone you want at any time if you want to. And if and when that happens, yeah, that will be a part of me too. And it's interesting because these are the parts of the open relating field that I feel aren't as often talked about. It's like with this, you know, no rules, no agreements, no attachments. And of course we have some connections. So 
just because you say no attachments, it just means that you're consciously choosing not to attach. Um, you know, if Sprout was like, hey, I really feel like going a different way. Um, it's been nice, but uh, yeah, I don't really, don't really want to connect with you anymore. Of course, I'd be sad. And also then I lean into the higher truth of, okay, well, thank you for, for your honesty. Let me process these emotions. Let me feel these emotions. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your integrity because ultimately I don't want to relate with anyone who isn't feeling like they're a fuck yes. And so in this field, there are a lot of fears that come up for me. And that's exactly why I chose to lean in. Fears around, am I good enough? Um, come up often when I see Sprout connecting with other lovers, past lovers, potential lovers, when I see that there's desire in his eyes or her eyes, my insecurities come up. She's prettier than me. She has a better body than me. She's smarter than me. She's older than me. She's, you know, more gentle than me. All of these stories of insecurities come up. Yes, they come up. Just as much as they would in a monogamous relationship, the only difference is I'm not trying to control the outcome. I'm not trying to shame him for having desires or her for having desires. I'm not trying to shame them for feeling their animal body and wanting to lean into what that could look like. I'm just simply feeling the fears with stories because yes those are there too fuck what if he likes her better than me then he'll maybe want to spend more time with her what if they decide what if they like have great sex and he no longer wants to have sex with me what if um my biggest fear if i could share some vulnerability here is time and space so my biggest fear is um what if sprout starts connecting to or whoever, anyone I'm relating to. It doesn't really matter, but Sprout's the most uh, significant piece in, in my uh, experience right now. But it's like, what if, um, you know, he really has a deep connection and they're going to start working on projects together and that's going to take time and space away from the projects we're working on. Because one of the things that I, I really was calling in with this soulship is that we're moving together for a higher purpose that we are not just living life um, because we want to be in relationship because love is fun and it's adventurous and it's amazing but rather how can we support each other evolve to our highest potential how can we be catalysts for growth both within ourselves and in the conscious collective and that's something that Sprout and I really tune into and we're on the similar frequency so ultimately let's say if any of this were to happen which it very well may um my deepest truth is about coming back to self coming back to source coming back to truth which is really rooted in first and foremost it's all divine secondly I can trust in the fact that it's all divine however my energy moves or his energy moves if it moves in a different way it's all okay 
And the biggest piece around it is just having trust in the kind of codes of integrity, the unspoken codes of integrity. In other words, treat others how you would like to be treated. Like There is no doubt that there is deep love on both of our ends for each other, for the souls that we are, for the humans that we are. And so when we move in these spaces and we host tantric temples, which are, yes, sexual spaces, there is eros moving, there is desire moving. I see Sprout connecting with other women. He sees me connecting with other men. So can you sit with yourself and can you hold yourself when you're having the contraction of, fuck, he looks like he's having a really good time. Like, I'm feeling really disconnected. There's nobody I want to connect with here. Uh, shit, I'd rather, I should just leave. I should just go. Can I sit in that? Can I sit in that discomfort? Can I watch? Can I be brave enough to go over? Like, hey, you guys look like you're having a great time. Can I join? Or can I just dismiss myself and say, I want to sit with these feelings. What are these feelings? I'd like to feel them. I'd like to just see what's there. You know, we're conditioned in a society not to feel. Feelings are bad. Suck it up be a big boy, big girls don't cry, all of these stories. Feelings are fucking beautiful. I'm thankful that Sprout and I have very, fairly good communication styles, and we also have a high amount of integrity. And so we're aware of each other's energetic bodies. We're aware of each other's emotional bodies because we are partners relating people who are and the way that I feel you know that's that Sprout and I have a partnership is because we're working on projects together Um, otherwise we might just be lovers um, or we might just be relating but partnership is more about like hey I'm gonna we're gonna move through life in in this way for a while together and there are pieces that we each hold that create that's important it's not codependency because if you decided to step out tomorrow I wouldn't be left dry and vice versa but it's interdependency of like there's some magic that comes through when we relate in the way that we relate and there's gold in that that deserves to be shared with the world and so I wanted to talk about open relationships and the fears, the insecurities, the stories, the judgments. I consider myself being pretty aware of stories. Pretty aware of judgments. Pretty aware of my feelings. And ultimately, just because I'm aware of them doesn't mean that I don't have them doesn't mean that I don't have self-defeating thoughts. doesn't mean that I don't have crazy stories. There was a, an experience that played out um, when we were at the Holland Tantra Festival. And I can share just a little bit. And if you don't want to listen to the story, you can fast forward but there's an experience that plays out I mean putting myself like being in open relating is one thing but then being in like tantric environments and creating them is a completely different animal it's like I'm constantly putting myself in in my greatest fear which is just that you know that my lovers will love other lovers more than they'll love me and ultimately like that's really silly 
all it is is just having different connections with different people that resonate differently at different periods of our lives. When I think about all the lovers I've ever had, no one was better than the other. I just resonated with some more at certain periods of my life than others. And when I look at life from that perspective, that's how I can come back to the principle of it's all divine. We are human beings that are consciously evolving. We're consciously designed to expand. And when we do that, magic happens. When we let go of our stories, when we let go of our fears, when we let go of our contractions, ultimately when I'm in alignment with my highest truth, I want everybody to experience more pleasure, more love, more abundance, more connection, myself included. And if my partner can be given an experience that they could never have with me because they're having an experience with someone else and it's mind-blowing and it changes their lives or changes even a piece of them in some way, like why would I ever want to prevent them from actually receiving that? Only my ego would want to do that. Only my lower self, my ego self that wants to be the center of the universe wants that. My higher self wants something much greater. So I realized that I, I didn't share my story. And I actually don't know if the story is all too important. I feel what's more important is just sharing the truth that yes, the insecurities and the jealousy and the stories, they're still present. The difference is, is I'm aware of them. And most often time that awareness creates the space for me to choose if I really want to continue telling myself those stories. And if I don't and I can't get out of the story, then I can shift my energy through the tools that I have been given and have developed to shift my state of awareness so I can focus on other things. And so for those of you who are interested in open relating, what that looks like, what that feels like, I hope that this is just a taste, you know, of what, what goes on, what the process is like. I'd love to do more lives or Q&As uh, for the audience, maybe via Facebook or even create a webinar or something. If you guys are interested, we could do like a, you know, one of the things that Sprout and I both feel very strongly about is relationships as a spiritual path, realizing that every relationship is a spiritual teacher in some way because it's just a reflection of you. It's a mirror of you. Ultimately, I would love it if everybody could be transparent about their desires, never feeling like because they're transparent, they win a reward and their desires get to be met, but rather we can all just be like, hey, there's a desire here. There's a sexual attraction here, and it doesn't need to play out, but I'm just letting you know that it's present. And then allowing that other person to not take it personally and to just respond like, oh, great, interesting. Thank you for sharing. Let me feel into that. And then maybe they're like, yeah, I feel that too. Or maybe they're like, I'm curious. Or maybe they're like, really appreciate your vulnerability. And, and that's not actually what's playing out on my end. I hope that we can continue moving through life the way we were. I really, really would love to see a world where we can be so transparent in our communication. 
hey, I'm interested in this person. I feel an attraction with this person. Do you? Oh, that's beautiful. Would you like to explore that attraction? You know? Or, hey, I feel really contracted around this person when you connect with this person, and I don't know why. doesn't mean you have to change it. doesn't mean you have to stop connecting with them. I just want to share my truth that for whatever reason, this person, it's a trigger for me. And um, I own that. I own that, you know, trigger. I own that response, and I just want to share with you. My heart hurts a little bit when I see that or feel that. Oh, wow, thank you. I'll be more sensitive. Is there anything that you need from me in order to support you in whatever it is that's moving when you see this interaction or whatever it is? These types of conversations are possible. I have them. I know. They're possible for everyone if we can all do the own, our own personal work and our own inner work to stop taking things personally, to start taking responsibility, and to start owning our desires. So I hope that this episode um, was helpful. If you are interested or you would be interested in maybe like an hour to an hour and a half webinar on relationships as a spiritual path and a Q&A, please feel free to reach out to me. Let me know. A large part of this podcast is just listening to, to listeners like you. Um, who have questions, desires, and want to learn more, want to grow. May we all continue to grow one another as tribe, as family. If this was interesting or you found this helpful in any way, please share it with your friends. And I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Who knows what or when or how it will come about. But I'm sending you beautiful... Balinese island vibes as I allow myself to rest more gently in this space. See you next time. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.